Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 44. Today, Penny and I are going to discuss our recent road trip to New Jersey and Connecticut. We had a full week of researching um, in um, numerous repositories in Connecticut. Well, no, just one repository in Connecticut and a couple of repositories in New Jersey. We're going to talk about our successes and our experience. But first, Penny, what wine are we drinking today? So today, well, when I got back, um, well, let me just preface this by when we were in New Jersey, we stayed with my parents. They were kind enough to put us up um, for our... A couple our, of nights. It was very... Nights yes, it was a lot of fun. Worked out really well. Played some great <clears throat> games and... Drank my, some great wine. Drank some great wine. And my mom um, is a good finder of great wine deals. So anyway, I, I've tagged on to one of her wine deals and got um, Spottle sent to me. And this one is called Velata, and it's a Sauvignon Blanc from Valencia. And it's really good. I don't have a write-up for it yet, but we just popped it open tonight while we're podcasting here. And it's pretty delicious. And we also got some cheese that my dad had found up at their grocery store. Delicious which cheese. Which chives and... It's cheddar. It's it's, yeah, it's a cheddar. It's an English cheddar with chives and onions. So good. We're it's just amazingly so good. To it. Yes, totally addicted to that now. <clears throat> had yes. even got some in Connecticut while we were we up did. there. Yeah. We were just like, oh my gosh, it's so good. So we had to had to get that. So we have that here tonight too. So we've got sitting here in front of our little uh, podcasting event. We've got a bottle of wine, two glasses, some cheese, some crackers. We're not going to eat while we while we podcast. Though, yeah. I promise. That <laughs> would be really rude. So anyway. <laughs> Let's get into it. All right. So, we had a wonderful week. It wasn't too hot. A couple days was too hot. But we <laughs> the were... first two days were so hot, Amy. We what were are you inside. talking about? We were in, inside in a beautiful library. Morristown has a beautiful library. They have a beautiful library. And a great genealogical department in the basement. Why are the gene... Why do they send genealogists to the basement the all basement. the time? We're in the basement. We're always in the basement. I don't know. All right. And then we went to Trenton. We, we had a little delightful drive to Trenton. And um, we I had success there. I found six or seven probates that I was looking for. Unfortunately, I don't think any of them helped me. But I have not abstracted or transcribed them yet. They're all in the handwriting, um, the old handwriting, and I need to transcribe those. Yeah. Which is something I highly recommend. If you get records that are handwritten, especially if they're difficult to read, transcribing them or at least abstracting the information out of them and putting that in your notes is great. Because when you go back to refer back to it six months from now, a few weeks from now, you don't want to have to try and figure out that handwriting all over again. So if you, abs- you take the time, <clears throat> transcribe it or abstract it once, then you're done and you have a very easy way to look at that information if you need to go back to it so now, i haven't I, done that yet right and I, but i will say you were so good every night not doing that not transcribing your old documents mm-hmm. but every night you would lay in bed and pop open your mm-hmm. computer and you went through all the documents that you found and put them into your system mm-hmm. 
Me, I'm flipping through the channels. <laughs> Not doing it because I had had it up to here with research for the day. So we have completely different styles in <laughs> what we're doing. And I'm sure all of you out there, you can identify with either one of us. Um, Yes, but while we were in Trenton, mm -hmm. and I, I will say our drive down, like you said, was lovely, and it, it really helped me remember what a beautiful state New Jersey is. It and really is I beautiful. I grew up there. Mm -hmm. Once you leave, it's like, never going back, not to Jersey, but it is a beautiful state. It's beautiful. It was, mm -hmm. yeah. I really had a good time there. This was the first time um, that I've really, I've been in Princeton once. Princeton mm -hmm. is also beautiful, but it was really nice. So, yeah. and yeah, thanks to your parents for hosting right. us. It was great. And one time, when we were in the library, at, not the library, the, um, the archives in Trenton, uh -huh. they had, I remember when we walked in, the gentleman told us that at um, one o'clock they would, you were able to see the original documents. Right. So we both heard that and we're both mm -hmm. like, oh, that's great. We mm -hmm. can do that. And then we go back in to the, to the room where the microfilm is mm -hmm. and we're pulling things mm -hmm. and we were so immersed. Yes. I mean, right. it was like three o'clock. Yeah. We've been there all day. We didn't even have lunch. We're just working through. No nope. protein bars all the way. Yeah. And uh, and then we got all our stuff and we're like, okay, I think we've got everything we, we can and we walk out. I don't think it was till we got to the parking garage that we both went, Oh my gosh, we could have looked at some of the original yeah. documents. Yeah. But at, at that point we weren't going back. And, and and he you know, he kind of prefaced it with if you can't read the microfilm, then we will pull the documents for you. And all the microfilm was very really good. Really good. It really was really good. good quality. So But it would have been fun. It would have been pull, fun to go, you know what, I can't really read this. I need the document <laughs> pulled, please. Because it you know, it was my ancestor. Yeah. And when we went we went to Connecticut, I, we did have some documents. I had some documents pulled and it was really cool to, to hold that yes. document that was made in seventeen fifty. Unfortunately, the ones that we pulled in Connecticut were really not my relatives. So, yeah. but anyway, that's a, we'll get there in a minute. So, yes, yeah. I regret not having those pulled so we could at least touch them and feel them and really see them. Right. So, so but, the New Jersey research didn't pay off totally for you because it didn't answer... Not quite, I don't think. I, again, I have to really dig into there and, and look at those um, word for word and transcribe it, but I didn't see anything just with my cursory glance. And I don't, when we're doing this, I look at, I find the document, I um, get copies, or in this case, they had, we had the option of either making copies or we could just take pictures from the microfilm that was on the screen, and that turned out really well. Sometimes the screens so are fuzzy. At first, right? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I did better though. I did better. But, but but you learn something new every time on like how to take the picture right. on the, mm -hmm. from the computer to your phone. And I like doing mm -hmm. it. I do, I like doing that better because now it's automatically digitized, and when I go to transcribe it, I can enlarge it. I can change the um, yes. You know, I can change the light. You know, contrast, and it helps you transcribe it much better than if you make a photocopy, which is going to be kind of fuzzy and blurry, and I have to get a magnifying glass then, and so. That worked out really well. Yes. So the so, tip here is to make sure that it is focused on the microfilm machine mm -hmm. before you take the picture. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yes. <laughs> it needs to be focused. That's correct. Before you take the picture, always focus. <clears throat> yeah. We have to focus your camera and you have to focus the microphone. Yeah, I, I did focus the camera. Not the microphone. I wasn't totally focused on it. But that was just the first couple. Then I... I 
Did better. You did better, yes. Okay. The most exciting news that came out of um, the New Jersey portion of the research was when we were in Morristown at the library. <clears throat> they have a, again, they have a beautiful library, uh, gorgeous building, <clears throat> mm-hmm. really beautiful mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, we went. I went through the. They had lateral files, which <clears throat> lateral files and genealogical libraries are used are by surname, and they are. It's information that people have sent to the library, either letters saying I'm related to so-and-so or um, donations that they've sent to the library, whether it's family group sheets, articles, newspaper articles. And when the library receives them, then they put them in the lateral, what they call lateral files. So I went through the lateral files for the names that I was searching for. And guess who my sixth cousin twice removed was, I found. I don't have to guess because you've talked about it for an entire week. That <laughs> I'm related to Su- I'm related to Superman. I'm related to Superman. Christopher Reeves and I, actually, my um, grandmother and Christopher Reeves were six cousins. So you think you're special? Yes. Okay. His his mother was a Pitney, <laughs> and my several generations back grandmother with a okay. Pitney as well. So we both come from the Pitney line and I'm related to Christopher Reeves. I feel six, like I'm going to hear about this Six for cousins a long time. twice removed. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Good for you, Amy. All right. Although I can't prove my Pitney line. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you will now that you have this connection. I don't know. Yeah, he came from the famous <clears throat> line of the Pitneys and I came from the line that we can't connect to to kinship. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> two generations. So. Anyway, it'll happen. Superman, me. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. So the next day we take off for Connecticut, <clears throat> and I know y'all have, or some of some of y'all have seen our posts on on Facebook and whatnot. So that first day we pull in. We're on our way to Hartford. <clears throat> and we're gonna stop in New Haven first because there's a cemetery there and a church that my ancestors went to. Went to. Went to. Went to. Well, that was a nightmare. Because it was shower, and everybody... And, and the cemetery closed at 5, and we got there right at 5. Yep, <clears throat> and we could not maneuver. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. And I'm driving, and Amy's trying to tell me where to go. It was, it was not, a, not a pretty scene. But anyway, we, we finally decided to ditch that scenario and um, just head up to New Haven. We got there, checked into our hotel, and went out for a great dinner. What a good experience we had at this dinner. Oh, that's right. The the old <clears throat> yes we went to j timothy's in farmington mm-hmm. and we walked in there was a ton of people there it was super busy we we're like the park, oh, we can find a place to park we need to park like forever yeah. in the back <clears throat> and we walk in and they're like oh for two what follow us and we're like what you know there's people standing around mm-hmm. and they take us downstairs and my first thought was oh, great we're in the basement but that turned out to be the perfect spot for us because it was the oldest part of the building. It was the old kitchen. It was like 1780s? Yeah. 1790 that was built? Really cool to mm-hmm. be in that location. And they gave us a whole little packet of the history of the place. I guess George Washington had been there. Yeah, our uh, server gave us a whole like little history. She sat yeah. there and she gave us a whole little history and then she gave us this packet. Really yeah, it cool. was it was really fun. It was a great way to start our Connecticut um, mm-hmm. research to be in mm-hmm. a little bit of Connecticut history. And the food was fantastic. Yeah. So the next day we get up and we head for the archives. Mm-hmm. The and Connecticut State Library and Archives. What a great place. Oh my gosh, amazing place. Yeah. First of all, um, the staff is so helpful, so friendly, and um, I, they just, you know... 
It's like, oh, well, you need to look at this. You know, once we started talking to them and telling them what we were doing, the time period that we were working in, I mean, we just, they just had to bring in this stuff. You know, I would yes. like walk away from our desk and come back and there'd be more stuff on my desk. You yes. know? So yes. uh, to the point that I need to go back and have about three more days. I feel like <clears> the, <throat> and we talked about this, that the, when we started, um, you know, they showed us the stacks where the um, books are for local histories and family histories and things like that. And so we were there for two full days. And as the time progressed, uh, some of the librarians would come and say, oh, you need to see these old records. And, you know, at one point we were like, why didn't we see those first? Right. <laughs> so I think the lesson there was tell them up front not only who you're researching, the time period you're researching, uh-huh. and and keep going back and reminding them of that. And then once he figured out, oh, yeah, you're doing colonial stuff, well, you need yeah. to look at all of this archive stuff on on microfilm yes and not only not on microfilm but i had a lot of uh original documents i could look at too yes which was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and even more fun the room that you sit in uh you're at a big table with other researchers where you're looking at the archival material yes Mm -hmm. and uh, some of the stuff they had i was like oh i didn't think of that you know just little packets of Mm -hmm. kind of like the old wills we looked at Mm -hmm. when we were in ohio but older (laughs) just some really cool stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I, really I like to. Yeah, that. like he, you know, I had that one packet brought up that was my family. Well, I thought it was my family. It was a different branch of the family, um, but they were deeds that someone had gotten a hold of. I don't know if they were passed down to him, but these are deeds from like the 1740s, 1750s, and to touch them, to be able to, you know, feel them and just look at the the ink, and um, it was just really cool. I, I wish they had actually been my people, but you know, in yes. a different branch of the family, so. Yes. But. Well, I was able to find a few things. Um, I've got a Nash family that's in everybody. All my people are in New Haven, um, which is which is fine because everything is up there in Hartford. But my Nash family, I was able to use the um, New Haven, Connecticut First Church of Christ and Ecclesiastical Society um, original records and uh, the vital records for New Haven. 1649 to 1850 to prove that, uh, so I had uh, two Nashes in my line, you know, I've got all these names, but I had this one couple, Abigail Peck and Robert Talmage that were married, and one of them, uh, one grandmother of one is, um, I think Abigail's grandmother is Sarah and Robert is Mary, it could be the other way around, I'm like, okay, they're both Nash, that seems, you know, how many Nash families are there back, you know, at that time period? Right. So I, using those records, those two books with the records in them, I was able to prove that Sarah and Mary were sisters. So these two were second cousins, and their grandmothers were both sisters. So that was pretty That's cool. cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. I got to figure that out. And I did add a lot of people. Um, I've got a Peck family in Ham. Hamden, Connecticut. Um, I was able to add a wife to Henry Peck um, again by these by these records. And what the other thing that was, I mean, cool but not cool, was the book, um, the Vital Records of New Haven, sixteen forty nine to eighteen fifty. That was so great is online, of course, and I was able oh, right. to um, download mm-hmm. it and get it so mm-hmm. I have it. I can yeah. always look right. at those records whenever Google I want, books. which is great. Yeah. Google Books is a great resource for those um, older publications. 
published late 1800s, early 1900s that um, are now out of print, but the copyright has expired. So a lot of times they're free. You, sh you just have to go on Google Books and, and download it or add it to your to your Google Books library, and you have everything, you know, the whole book there, which is really cool. Exactly. So check, definitely check Google Books. Yeah, so that was great. But I don't know that I would have found that book had I not been at the library. You Absol know, because right. they, they yep. were like, here, you need that, you know. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then there was the Nash family. Um, I did not find the Nash family updated descendants of Thomas Nash online, but that was a, another great resource. Mm -hmm. And the, um, the First Church of Christ uh, Ecclesiastical Society originals, which were, those were the ones I was looking mm -hmm. at and taking pictures with my mm -hmm. iPad, which is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so just remember the pet name as we go through this. So, and so remember how did your research go? So I think it was um, it was great because um, I went to the Barber Collection. The Barber Collection is um, abstracted town records from Connecticut by location, and um, the indexes are online. Some of them are on Ancestry. Family History Library has microfilmed everything, and there is a set of uh, fifty-five volume books that some genealogical libraries have, but. Um, of course, this is Connecticut, and they had the whole collection there. So I went through the Barber collection, which was great. Um, the probates were wonderful because, again, Ancestry has digitized, has the digitized um, probate records from Hartford, but they don't have other parts of Connecticut. And some of my people were from Hartford, but some were from Simsbury, which is not on Ancestry. So I got all of that from the microfilm which is wonderful, and you can just save it to a thumb drive when you're in the library. So I have it digitized. <clears throat> and I was able to add um, two new collateral families to my line. Um, the Pettibones, I found out, were an 18th century line um, that married into the Holcomb family, which was uh, what I was re really re researching, and then the Kent family, another collateral line from, I think, 17th century. Um, again, Penny and I were both really kind of focused on colonial period. So, um, when you had the the town, I think it was Simsbury that you Simsbury. were mm -hmm. you were searching, and the librarian came over and mentioned something about it having another name at some point, or right. Names well, because and... because I kept seeing Granbury, East Granbury, and Simsbury, and he's like, well, it, it's kind of all one, and but they've cut, they sectioned off East Granbury from Simsbury at one point, so. I had to kind of look at all three of those mm -hmm. places. And then I used the stacks. I went out in the stacks and I pulled every book they had on on three those three locations to see, you know, again, I'm looking for local histories. Mm -hmm. Are my ancestors mentioned in the local histories? How, how were they? Because that helps me understand how they were interacting within the community. So, um, so that was all very successful for me. Yeah. I mean, and again, right. and then, you know, the, um, you know, once he started thinking about, oh, you guys are researching colonial, then he said, oh, you guys need to look at the archived material <clears throat> from that time period, yeah. which are a lot of ecclesiastical books, and, and they have them organized very well, but I found out that my ancestor was apparently um, like a justice of the peace or something like similar to that, so his name was like all over the place and I didn't know if it had something to do with actually him or him doing his job so in, I need to go back and 
finish that research at some point. Right. And in those same records, I found my family. There were there were pages of this. It was from one of the church records, mm-hmm. and my my oh, that's uh, right. couple is so listed. Just, why are they listed, Penny? <laughs> so they're listed, and it said um, the husband's name um, and his wife mm-hmm. um, are fornicators. Mm-hmm. Now this is in pages and pages of husband and wives listed as being fornicators, and mm-hmm. we're like, okay. Are you only <laughs> supposed to have these relations on certain days? I believe they were probably doing it on the wrong day, and they got they had to confess. Had to confess. I was thinking of how mortifying that must have been for the yeah, wife right? in that time period. And it's written down for all history. All history. Three hundred some years later. Fornicators. Yep. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Though. It was great. It was great. That was a, that was a fun little piece of history that I came running out. <laughs> Amy, look at this! <laughs> but that was in the, that was in the original records too. That was not on yeah, the microphone. Yeah. That was in one of the originals. So there's definitely enough material for me to go back, and I definitely want to do some more um, at the Connecticut State Library. Um, you know, um, yeah. I found two new names that, and that's the part where you can get pulled so easily. Was like, oh my gosh, now I have to research the petty bones on top of the Holcombs. I'm already there to just to do the yeah. Holcombs and now but I'm here. I need to do the petty bones too and It was hard <laughs> to pull you away. Excuse me. It was. It was, yes. You were I was done and packed up and you're still on the no. on the machine. I know. <laughs> but all worth it. All worth all it. Worth I mean that's it. why we were there. That's Absolutely. We were there. No, it was it was great. So um overall good success. You know, my New Jersey family oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I don't know. I'm going to have to, again, analyze all the information, the new information I got, and then um, see where, yeah. what I can possibly do from here. Yeah. So, so we yeah. had one more day. So we thought we were done. Friday we went to Mystic. Just so we had fun. No, day. we had fun too because, you know, you need to walk away sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and we'd both gone there as children, and we thought, oh, let's go, let's go back. And it was exactly like we thought. But it was funny, because you remembered all the ships. We went to the Mystic, um, the Seaport, Seaport. Museum, mm-hmm. and Amy remembered touring all the ships as a kid, and I remembered doing all the mm-hmm. buildings in the village as a kid. And I didn't remember the ships. But the weather was perfect that day, too. It was, yeah. It was, it was wonderful. We also, time. while we were in Hartford, we also went to the Harriet Beecher Stowe House. We did. And um, the Mark Twain House, mm-hmm. which was very interesting. That's right. Get a little history, learn mm-hmm. something. We learned something new at every location we went. Mm-hmm. We had we really a, a lesson in mm-hmm. studying the stars at Mystic, which was super cool. That was very cool, right. Learning when longitude was, was how longitude, how, how measuring longitude was developed. Yes. And so that was really that interesting. That was fun. Yeah. And then we went the last day on our way back to the airport. We went back to New Haven. We were determined we're going to New Haven. We're going to see this cemetery. Cause because can't, you can't just leave your ancestor. I mean, you have to pay respect to your ancestors, right? You drove around. Yes, yes. So we and had we to, have go, to go to a cemetery. Right. We can't do one of these research trips without being in a cemetery. And it was a great day to do it. It was Saturday, yes. so there's no traffic. We could park. So beautiful. we parked. We didn't realize we could drive into the cemetery, so we parked somewhere mm-hmm. and walked over to it, which turned out fine. And we um, were looking for these old headstones that were moved from the green to the cemetery. And I uh, looked up a, a plot of the, it said they were along the north wall. We didn't know which wall was the north wall because three quarters of them. We didn't know where we, we got were the angled. Compass, we got you the compass, compass out. You I got my compass, compass on my phone out. It um, worked. <clears throat> 
But we did find them, and they were the, the oldest headstones all lined up along the the wall, and we found um, But somebody headstone. didn't know that they were alphabetized. Well, we didn't know that. What do you mean somebody? We. we did not know that. We learned that later. So we had to start looking at all of them, and neither of us realized that they were alphabetized. Yeah. But they, we did. We found Oh, why we are found these teased together? One. We did find one. We so found that was one. Cool. Well, it was the only one, right? It was the only one. Yeah. It was the only one. Because you are able to look up who is in that cemetery. Mm-hmm. So you could you could mm-hmm. see. And then we went to the church where they went, uh, which isn't the actual church they went to. It's the fourth building of mm-hmm. the church, um, but on the green. And got a fabulous lecture there by a gentleman. I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Peck. Yes, and, that was so wild. And he's from Hamden. And yes. I'm like, we are related. <laughs> right. I, don't, I can't prove it right now, but we are related. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that church was the one that was built right on top of the original cemetery. Well, the whole green was the cemetery. And that church was built on top of some headstones that they were able to preserve. Mm-hmm. The bodies are still in the green, but the headstones are all, or mm-hmm. some of the headstones are in the right. uh, the Grove Cemetery. But the but the what you would, what we would call, I guess, is the crypt of the church yeah. still has the headstones yes. sticking out of the ground, and they're they, doing a wonderful job preserving them. Yes, and yes. then um, they give tours of the church, so it's, yeah. it's kind of creepy when you go down there and you see the headstones are sticking out of the ground. But yeah, um, it was very fascinating. It was a lot of I fun. mean, you know, you've got. Headstones there from the late 1600s. Yes. <clears throat> it was very cool. Um, Benedict Arnold's first wife was buried first there. First wife was buried yeah, there. And mm-hmm. when you start the tour in that church, you're sitting in the pews that all have um, mm-hmm. the names. Mm-hmm. Of, um, so, uh, yeah, so we sat in the um, pew that had Eli Whitney's yes. name it his, on it. His so, family mm-hmm, Because you used to have to pay to be able to have a seat at the church. Yeah. So... Which was a great way to... We thought that would be a great fundraiser for churches uh, these Yeah, days great fundraiser for churches. I, I don't know why they stopped doing it. <laughs> they were so smart back then. <laughs> they were. Oh, but what a great trip. So that was, yeah, very successful. Trip. We had a great, great time. Oh, speaking of cemeteries, before we wrap this up, um, we did go to a cemetery in New Jersey on our way out of town, the Hilltop Presbyterian Cemetery, where your family was supposedly buried. Well... <laughs> Right? I don't know. So, yeah. Um, my ancestor was baptized there, and we have a transcribed baptism record from that church. I've contacted the church in the past. They don't know where their old records are. But there was somebody by the last name that it was kind of similar. So I was like, let's go by and let's just see her headstone. So we go by, we find where the headstone should be, and that particular portion of the cemetery has completely been raised of all headstones. <laughs> it's just one big open plot of grass. So, um, very disappointing there. However, later on, when we were in, um, at, was it more, I don't know, I was looking back on the information that I got, I realized that that person whose, whose grave I was trying to find is actually, I think, um, Christopher Reeves' ancestor and not mine. Oh, that's right. You did find that out. Yeah. Yes. So, you know. I'm sorry. You just meant to say your cousin's. Chris, my your cousin, cousins. Christopher yeah. Reeves. Yes. Right. Uh, anyway, I believe that ended up being his um, ancestor and not mine. But, um, yeah. 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 It's like so disappointing when you're, like, you're at the cemetery and you're seeing all these old headstones. And then yes. there's this one section 
No nothing. headstones at all, and that's where your people are. Yeah. Yeah. It is disappointing. That was disappointing. It's a beautiful, it was a beautiful cemetery and a beautiful church, though. Yeah. So. so, I guess my takeaway or my tips for um, from this research trip mm-hmm. would be that not only should you be searching by name, but also by looking, looking up the townships and looking up the counties. Because if you look at those books or those resources, you might end up finding your ancestor in those. Um, work with a librarian. Most of them are very eager and want to help you. Explain what you're doing, what the time period is you're researching, and what your goals are, the family names. and Because so much of what we looked at is not out in the open. The librarians had to bring it to us. <clears throat> Even at the, at the Morristown Library, the, the, the county library, so much of their genealogical information was behind the counter. So, but they've got card catalogs set up um, or um, catalogs online, you know, they will bring you the information. So tell them who you're looking for, what you're looking for, and they'll know, they know what resources they have better than you do. And then take the time to transcribe or abstract any handwritten documents that you get. You know, it's gonna, it's, a, it's time consuming and it's, it's not always fun, but it's going to save you so much time in the long run when you need to refer back to that document. And then take, I like to take the photos of the documents rather than get copies if I can, because it's easier to manipulate those later on. It's easier to store them and it's cheaper. You don't have to pay 25, 50 cents a copy. You just take the photos. Always ask first before you take pictures. Take pictures of the book, in the books, you know, <clears throat> as long as you're not taking a large section of the book but um that's the the best easiest way to do it so and then like you were doing you're taking those photographs that you took that day and you were processing them that night Mm -hmm. i did not do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i have done that since right but i you know i i I needed to cash out at that point and you were just i'm just amazed at your well yeah what do you need your dedication to that because i i couldn't do it especially if you're looking at whatever like if it's microfilm i took a picture of the label on the microfilm Mm -hmm. because that's the citation Mm -hmm. and then if it's a book i take a picture of the title page um the copyright and then each page and even i will take a picture of the um um, if it's a chapter of the book, I'll take a picture of the first chapter because it's sometimes, especially if it's abstracted material, it will tell you where that material came from, from that particular portion of the book. And then when I get home or I get to the hotel, then I can just go through and I can then just rename it, say, resave it, save a copy as, and then name it whatever, you know. I will say too, when I was taking is. pictures of the, the pages where mm-hmm. it had lot of documentation especially the vital records and there'd be like 20 vital records Uh I would put my finger Uh right next to where Uh my ancestor is so when Uh I go back to look at that page I don't have to read through the whole thing going why did I take a picture of this page Uh who you know because sometimes you just can't see it right away exactly so I would always Uh put my finger right there next to my ancestor so I knew who I was looking for if it's saved as a Mm -hmm. pdf you can actually write you can actually take um if in PDF, you can um, make a red line or any color line you want, but you can draw a line underneath the, the, the particular entry that you're looking for. So I do that a lot, especially at work um, when I'm doing evidence packets and things. I will just draw a line so that the attorneys will know exactly, you know, which which entry we're referring to. So. Yeah. 
much more professional than your finger. But <laughs> in my case, and, and you know, just for a lot of people who are who are starting out or aren't wanting to do uh, the involved work mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just want to document mm-hmm. that you have that record. Mm-hmm. That's good enough. Yep. If you, you know? get photocopies. Then, 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 when you, when you, when you get home, take um, a ruler and a red pen. Just, just underline with the red pen and the ruler. That works too. I've done that many times as well. Yes. So yes. that way you can just, you know, again, you want to make it easy when you want to re- when you go to, re- to refer back to it because you should be pulling these documents out and referring back to them as you get new information. As your research continues, you need to go back and look. Oh. Look, that occupation does match with this information, new information, you know. So you need to be looking at all of that all the time. All the time. All the time. So, successful trip? Successful trip. It was a lot of fun. It, it was. It was so much better than our trip to Ohio. <laughs> More successful. I had plenty of success in Ohio. You did. I didn't have any success in Ohio, but I had a success here. So that was a lot of, yeah, that, that, was, that was kind of an exhausting trip, it was, but... Yeah. I think it was nice that we had that one extra day just to kind of do something fun. Yes, I do. I, I was, you know, I, I was kind of like, oh, no, I'd rather research, but no, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you should explore the area and, yeah, have fun, too. Yeah. So, yeah. It was so, good. we hope you all will plan a trip and do something fun. And if you do, we'd love to hear about it and hear about your successes and um, what you found. Absolutely. It's, it's a lot of fun to roll up your sleeves and um, experience um, research in a different way and interact with the documents if you can firsthand. It's wonderful. So until next time, cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And never drink around genealogical documents.